Wow, wow, wow. What a show we have for you guys today. I don't know that we've ever reached peak energy like we did today. Um, Getting fired up about the fact that we have conservatives, actually people who have always been what I call pipe-hitting conservatives, people who have been on the front lines of conservatism, far right, like they label us here at 1819 News, far right, people like Ann Coulter telling Ron DeSantis to pipe down with all that conservative stuff. The polling shows we want to kill babies, and so calm down, Ron DeSantis. We jump into that, and we even jump into the Yellowhammer Connection. Sponsored by the Business Council of Alabama, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and the Porch Creek Indians. Coming to you with Republican leadership. Wow, is that incestuous? And anyway, we will finish up with a behind-the-scenes segment where we talk about the, the, the beauty and the glory of femininity. And should women be in combat? Ooh, that'll be a fun one for you guys to tune into, but that's only if you're a paying member. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome, everyone, to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast, joined by my new co-hosts. Sometimes it's a co-host, sometimes it's co-hostesses. Uh, the Alabama Unfiltered Gals. They are now world-famous radio show host, and they are blessing me with their presence. Their presence is a present. Presence. Anyway, <laughs> they will be on to make the show more fun than it would be with boring Brian. Though, you know, <laughs> see, they can't stop giggling. But here we are, trying to be serious. We're having a news roundup, and so we're going to round up all the news, and we're going to bring it to you, and we're going to show you how it affects you and what you can do about it. It is pretty, there's a lot of ridiculous stuff going on. We're going to jump into that. But before we do, we got to ask you guys to join the fight. Become a member of the 1819 News family. Support the work we're doing. Uh, We are informing, investigating, celebrating. We inform the people of Alabama about what's going on and why it matters. We investigate corruption. We are, after all, the number one corrupt state in the nation, and we're really good at the foosball, too. So we've got the foosball and we got the corruptions. And And so I'd really like to bring that corruption number down. Maybe we could get Auburn up and we could just double it up with, you know, the number one, number two in the football and, and put corruption way down. But we are a corrupt state politically, and we are investigating those things and bringing those stories to you, investing tremendous time and resources into those stories uh, on your behalf. Uh, and we're celebrating the things about the state that are good, true, and beautiful. We just put out an incredible story about the Big Oak Ranch, uh, sent out a professional photographer out to the ranch and, and did like a 2,000-word write-up about the whole story about them. Uh, and we've done other stories like that. So not only are we looking at what's bad about Alabama, which is pretty much just the government, Uh, We're also celebrating the good, which is everything else. So um, we're doing that on your behalf, and we're asking you guys to join the fight. Support independent news, support nonprofit news. Memberships start as little as $5 a month. Go to the website, become a member. $5 a month is where they start or higher. If you want to give more, that's fine too. So, all right, ladies, I'm going to bring you guys in now. We have uh, a spicy news roundup today. I'm fired up. You guys can probably sense that. You're a little little extra. A little extra. You came in all chipper. and I know. Usually I'm depressed, but it's because yeah. it's Monday and not Tuesday. Tuesday's my depressed day. Why? I don't know. Bad things happen on Tuesday. Really? I'll talk to you guys this time tomorrow. 
We'll have a counseling session. So we'll it's kind of like Charlie Brown and yeah. like. You would think Mondays would suck because yeah. Mondays do suck. They do. Mondays are terrible. Yeah, but I'm chipper today. A lot going on. A lot of good things uh, for 1819. But uh, for the government, you know. Not so much. You know, status quo. No mo status What's quo. New? We're gonna get st- signs. No mo status quo. Yeah, you I'm know what? Yes. so tired. I feel like we're on a hamster wheel. So well, I you guys are. You guys sign. already did a three hour radio show, and then you got to come in here and blab with me now. So it is kind of difficult because radio is so laid back. I never yeah. knew how much I loved radio. I go in in my sweatshirt and some bun on my hair, you know. And so then I had to bring a change of clothes, which y'all can't see. I still have on my leggings and tennis shoes. Not and I had serious to put pants. My, yeah, my fake professional pants and. And, and so, like, I kind of have to do a little switch. I'm going to try and be really professional. Yeah. Amy Beth has always got it together. Always. It's a little I, harder I for me. So, but I'm going to try and. We had cake today, too. We did. Uh, yeah. Nothing bunt cake. How many points? <laughs> um, she didn't eat any. I uh, did. Yeah. Because I ate it all piece. yesterday. Kind of like I was the kid at the, like, K-5 birthday parties where I'm like, can I have a little more? You yeah. know? Been, they give the no. kid size. And I'm like, that's not good enough. Sugar, meth, cocaine, they're all the same. It is all the same. I recognize that. Bad for your teeth, and Terrible. you can't stop once Says you start. Mr. Carnivore diet. Ooh. Yeah, well, I have I had not fallen off the wagon. It was 90 days. Carnivore for 90 days. I did my 90 days. It was basically like a 90-day detox. Jumped back into just kind of trying to eat somewhat healthy. But the reason carnivore works so well for me is because it's super clear. If it not from animal or come out animal, you know, eat, right? Like it's super simple, <laughs> like steak, milk, eggs, cheese, you know, like it's very, very, very simple. Okay. Um, and I, I like steak. And so uh, it was good. Um, but but what happens when you slip outside of that and say you go from carnivore to keto and you're like, oh, it's keto-ish, yes. I'll have a little of that next to you. And I'm just like, cake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So, so you're going to stick with slonking raw eggs. Yeah, I actually haven't slonked raw eggs in a while because what I was finding is the amount of calories that you get slonking raw eggs is excessive. But um, if I go back to carnivore, I will. But mm-hmm. but now I'm basically just trying to eat whole foods, healthy foods. It never dawned on you that... Uh, 12 eggs whole- was lots of calories. <laughs> no, it did. But when you're doing carnivore and you're lifting weights, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, you just do it, you know. But... um. That's why you were such a good axe thrower. Is this thrower. the Brian yeah. that was at axe throwing? No, I'm going to tell you, we we went on an 1819 team building. You didn't I'm play for the team that night. Right. But we're in the forgiveness business, yeah. Amy yeah. Beth Beth. Because she had a date with her husband. Sweet. Yes. But we went to see the Michael Jordan movie. I would have went on a date movie. with Chris, too. I mean, he, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He's pretty great. Okay, but Brian throws an axe, and I joked. Brian throws an axe like he's in prison still. <laughs> I mean, it is... There weren't axes in prison, just throwing that out well, there. Well, if you but had had one, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think exactly. that Brian, like, it is forceful. Like, get out the way? Yes. Yeah. Get out the way. Okay, yeah. got you. If someone was coming to do bad things to me, naughty things to me in prison, and I had an axe, that's no, how it No, it was went. terrifying. Yes. Okay. Terrifying. He's a good I hate that I, I have a, a competition problem where I compete and want to be better than everyone. When I'm I looked treatment. over, so Brian and I were uh, were competing well i thought we were going to compete because they had a few good throws at the beginning and then about halfway through i look over and brian's doing this oh you like that oh, oh like women God. in combat what happened <laughs> so we're going to get to that and oh, we yeah. need to jump in so we've got so our first segment we're going to talk about how the pro-lifers are getting blamed for there not being a big red wave desantis going hard in the paint per usual 
and his critics, it's not the left. It's people on the right saying, don't do that abortion ban. People, the polling. So tell us what he's wanting to do. A six week after six weeks? Six week abortion ban, right? Which, which Alabama is actually better than that. But we'll go into that here in a minute. I want to talk about what else we're going to talk about. Set the table. That's what they call it. Okay. This is what we're going to talk about on today's show, guys. Set the table. So that's what we're doing. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then we're going to jump into, um, the Yellowhammer connection. Mm. And so the Yellowhammer connection was, uh, an event put on by Yellowhammer with glorious sponsors and Republican leadership. It was very highbrow event. So us rednecks decided we would crash it. Us rednecks at 1819 news. And we sent Craig to go to this illustrious event. This was actually all Jeff's idea. He's freaking brilliant. And we, we crashed their event, and we scooped their event, and we wrote a story about the Yellowhammer's event before Yellowhammer did, and it's freaking hilarious. This is the point at which we play We Are the Champions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right? I just want to know if Craig wore a tank top. Uh, that would yes. be the only thing better. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Yes. As you do. Yes. As you do. He does, if you guys saw the pumpkin shooting video, but I digress. So that is so we'll talk about what they discussed and how Ledbetter is basically shooting school choice in the head uh, at that event with those illustrious sponsors and the media outlet that does their bidding. So we'll hit that. And then behind the scenes, we're going to talk about femininity, the glory of womanhood, biblical womanhood. We often talk about biblical manhood, but we're going to jump into femininity and should women be in combat because I heard y'all had an interesting conversation on the radio about that, and one of you, Harrison, was called godless by a caller, and she got a little taste of uh, radio that day. So we will jump into that. So without further ado, we will jump into segment number one, even though we're probably already ready for our commercial. We talk so long. Sorry. I'm thinking we're on the radio. Yeah, no, it's fine. We'll get uh, it out. And we can, we'll, we'll finish the segment and then hit the commercial and then go to the next one. So that's what we're going to do. Um Ann Coulter, who is piping and conservative for the most part, she's pretty far right, whatever that means. Um, and uh, she came out amongst a bunch of other um, Republicans who are um, pushing back against DeSantis uh, for wanting to do a six-week abortion ban, saying, hey, the polling shows that that's not good, so, Ron, we're going to need you to tone it down. We know more babies are going to be slaughtered and chopped up in pieces and shot back out of their moms. But the polling, Ron, the polling, you have to pay attention to the polling, Ron. Right. So this is this is this is what they're doing. And, I, and, and it's part of a bigger conversation that I think Trump actually started, which just ugh, infuriates me, is that the pro-lifers are being blamed for not having a red wave. So they say the reason that we didn't have the, the red wave that everyone was predicting is because pro-lifers didn't turn out. Perhaps it's because you ran Dr. Oz against Fetterman. Maybe it was Herschel Walker. May, maybe it was the, the stolen elections. Maybe maybe it was a whole bunch of other things, but but perhaps it wasn't the pro-lifers not turning out because I bet pro-lifers always turn out. Even, even if Roe got overturned, I guarantee you there's still more pro-life work to be done. They didn't just be like, you know, like Forrest Gump, he's like, well, I guess I'm going to go home now. Yeah. Like that didn't happen. So anyway, what, uh, I mean, and I'm, I'm worked up about this because to me, this is the most infuriating thing that I have seen sensed in the Republican Party is it's never about principles. It's always about polling. Mm. We don't care. AOC comes out. She doesn't care about polling. 
the cows are farting and the methane <laughs> is tearing up the atmosphere. We have to do something about it. Right. And we're like, that's awful. And so conservatives are like, let's go to our think tanks and write a white paper about the cow farts and show that that's, that's not well. And we'll do some polls on the cow farts and they don't mean it. And they go, they have a, a, a bigger agenda, which is ultimately globalism and all this other stuff. And they're using cow farts to get there. Okay. Meanwhile, we're over here and there's actually babies being slaughtered and we supposedly believed it. And when one of our champions is like, hey, we can't keep slaughtering babies. The polling, Ron, you're going to lose because of the polling. This is what we're up against. Republicans freaking suck at everything. Our messaging sucks. Our freaking people we put forward in candidacy sucks. And I shouldn't say we in the sense that, but either way. Republicans have a lot of work to do, and this to me is just showing the weakness of 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 the GOP, Ronna McDaniel, and all of that stuff. I mean, it's it's pathetic what's happening. And anyway, so that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Boy, oh Brian, I just I really wonder if he'll ever get to the point where he can tell us how he feels. Yeah, I'm working on it. All I think is Chris Farley going in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> Oh, I was so distracted. But I, I bet Amy Beth and I could say a lot about that. I think we could because our families are created um, out of young moms, right, uh, who chose to do the right thing in the face of what's wrong. But you're exactly right. We have penny-wasted individuals that are running and expect us to be uh, that fall in line, sit back, shut up, and fall in line to do what we say. And it's super annoying. And then they'll go, but you're not very nice. You yeah. need to be nice at home. So the polling and then yeah. be nice. And then babies. Uh, and what are we doing? Yeah. Like literally, what are we doing? And why aren't we brave and bold? We say that we believe all of these things. And if you sell conservatism and tell the truth about it, it wins every single time. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're right. It has nothing to do with the people who show up at every single election. I bet if you did the schematics on that whole thing, pro-lifers would be the ones that show up faithfully. Yeah. And then everybody else, but they're perfect scapegoats because that's what narcissists who run public policy do. Yep. They blame the easy target. Yep. I'm just so tired of the hypocrisy. It's like, hey, let's save babies from murder. Yeah. Oh, unless, wait, unless it infringes on our our winning or our power control yeah. or whatever it is. Like if we would have kept killing babies, we'd have Dr. Oz in there. Yes, we would. Which is oh, such God. a joke. Yeah. I mean, in their defense, they probably never thought that even Dr. Oz couldn't beat Fetterman, but that's how bad of a candidate he was. But it's just like the, the Republican party is so wishy-washy. And when you try and play both sides, Alabama legislators and leaders, listen, when you try and play, play both sides, you lose every single time. time. And that is what is happening. So yeah. I don't want to hear a lecture from them at all. You lost because y'all, I don't even like that word, but you said suck. So y'all yeah. suck. They freaking suck. It's, it's, it's not even, I mean, again, and so I'm very much on the Steve Dace train and I have to be careful in the sense that it's this isn't a, a Republican Democrat entity. It's a conservative liberal thing. Mm -hmm. And so conservatives... Ann Coulter, who is supposed to be, right, conservative, is pushing back against Ron DeSantis, who is conservative because he's being too conservative and the polling doesn't reflect conservative. And so what has Ron DeSantis done this whole time? So he, he ekes in as the governor, okay, ekes in as the governor, barely wins, 
puts the pedal to the freaking metal, conservative as you can get, and he wins in a landslide for re-election. Meanwhile, he was like, stop being so conservative, Ron. Too much winning. We can't take it. <laughs> We've got fundraising to do. I'd rather go down in flames yes. and hold true to my principles and to conviction. And especially like uh, we can't even put killing babies in the same realm as how does that help lower, lower my taxes? Like yeah. to me, inflation's bad. That is the worst argument. You're talking about human lives and you are an adopted child. I have two adopted children who, if their moms had not chosen life, our families would be in, well, you wouldn't be here, but anyway, um, you know, it's like, we can't speak out of both sides of our mouths. And, you know, to me, like if you, if you're going to backpedal just because the polling says, then you're probably not really who we think you are. And at the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle. And and I love what Steve Day says, going back to being on the Steve Day's train. When are the Republicans going to hate what the left is doing to this country more than they hate their own base? When? Mm. Are the Republicans going to hate mm -hmm. what the left is doing to this country more than they hate their own base? Because they freaking hate their base, mm -hmm. and that's evident. But to me, just just looking at that, it's 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 a spiritual fight. We have principles that we're pushing forth, um, and either we believe in them or we don't. And when you when you push for principles, you don't worry about polling, you don't worry about consequences, you don't worry about these things. You lead, you go, you do, and you let the chips fall where they may libertarians um again had had the mises institute guy on recently uh though bishop fantastic and mises institute's fabulous they're moral libertarians they understand most of them are catholic or christian for the most mm -hmm. part um anyway not going into that but but uh what is her name tommy laren okay perfect example of of the problem with this line of thinking she goes on one of her you know her bimbo rants about oh you know if you're gay, I don't have a problem with you being gay. If you're an adult and you want to be gay, whatever, that ain't my business. But when you start cutting kids' genitals off, that's when I have a problem. And I'm like, look, lady, if we would have stopped them from being gay 10 years ago and, and enshrining it into our United States Constitution, forcing homosexuality upon the states with a Supreme Court ruling, we wouldn't have people cutting kids' genitals off right now. But they don't see that. Mm -mm. They're looking at, again, the polling. Well, people really aren't upset with the gays. Will and Grace came out, and people kind of think being gay is cool. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a principle, and, and either you believe that God says this is bad, killing babies bad, or it's not. Because pretty soon, um, man, there was a podcast I listened to where it said all <clears throat> conservatives, the only thing conservatives can serve is the last liberal victory. Okay. Mm. The only thing conservatives can serve is the last liberal victory. So you look at homosexuality. Well, we're holding the line with being okay with it. Well, it used to be it was it was abhorrent and you shouldn't mm -hmm. do it. Liberals win. And so now we're just conserving whatever their position is. Right. And we're like, you know, kind of like barking loudly as, as, as the country slides off into perdition is another way I've heard it put. Conservatives mm -hmm. just bark respectably as the left continues to just wreak, you know, wreak yep. havoc on our country. And we're like, you shouldn't do that. Hey, mm -hmm. stop. Mm -hmm. That's it. And they bark respectably as our country goes into the crap hole. And then when someone with a freaking set like Ron DeSantis comes in and says, absolutely not. We're not doing that. It's like, whoa, mm -hmm. what are you doing? That looks like leadership. And we don't do that in the GOP. 
like we're so used to just being so thankful for the crumbs. Yes, off of Longshank's table. Settle. It's true. And and we talked about this earlier. It has to do also with churches going super soft on this issue as well. Mm, oh God, so you've got hour. just a nice cauldron. <laughs> He's vibrating. He's shaking. Disaster. Yeah. It's a total disaster. It's embarrassing. <clears throat> so one of my favorite things to do is to bring Rich Lusk and my pastor, Brandon, in here. One of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. And just and, and just showing the church's role in freedom, okay? Every single time, every single time, tyranny has been beaten back. It has been by Christians and the church. Mm. Every time tyranny has been beaten back and freedom was won, it was because the church was at the forefront. It's called the church militant. Here comes the feds. Church militant. I said it. Okay, the church militant. What does the church militant look like? I'm about to write an op-ed on this. But it, it is a generational fight. So you have the church, you have, excuse me, you have the family, you have the church, you have the state. Everybody looks at all the problems in the state, and they want to directly affect the state. And we should. Christians need to be involved in the state, and we need to be doing our best to, uh, the, the 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 correct word here is to retard the things, but I, I feel like that's inappropriate to say to hold to back. Thank dampen. you. <laughs> I appreciate you keeping me from saying retard on, on, on yes. air. So to restrain evil right. in the civil sphere, Christians are there fighting to restrain evil, but we can't directly impact the civil magistrate, the civil realm. How we affect it is by families, by fathers picking up their mantle, doing what they're supposed to be do, training up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord having godly wives who are dedicated to raising their children and fulfilling their roles. And the only way that's possible is when that's being preached from the pulpits and the church is functioning the way that it's supposed to be doing. They're making disciples and they're evangelizing and they're creating Please. more families that keep doing that. And you do that over 40 years and all of a sudden the church is massive and you're creating the next senators and the next judges and the next everything else who are trained up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. And they understand that the Bible talks very clearly about what the civil magistrate is supposed to be doing. So we can't fix the civil magistrate directly. It's an indirect thing. We're there. We're involved to restrain evil, but it's a generational fight that is taking place with the church and the family in the church. You look even in the Old Testament, what were prophets doing? The prophets were going to the king and pointing their hand in their face and speaking truth to power and saying, what you're doing is wicked and you need to repent or judgment is going to come on your land and on your children, right? That's the purpose of it. But right now you got the Gospel Coalition and David French and these other guys getting the vaccine is loving your neighbor. That's that's the leadership we're getting in the church. And then you mm -hmm. get someone like Doug Wilson or Mark Driscoll or these guys. You even say that you like watch a, like a, a Facebook reel of Mark Driscoll. You're like looking both ways before you watch it. And you're like, <laughs> I did that. Really good. Yeah, I know. That was really good. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to like it though. I still see that I like the Mark Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're not even allowed to like these people. You know, like you think cancel culture is bad in, in society In the church. It's even worse. They call him the heretic Douglas Wilson. Or his name's Doug Wilson. And he's doing some pretty cool stuff up there in Idaho that we should check out. But I guess the heretic Douglas Wilson. Anyway, crazy. <sighs> <laughs> okay. I, do we have a bottle of water for Brian? He probably should just have some. I need to pour it on my head yeah. Yeah, at this just, point. I'm turning woo, as red as a tomato. Red. I like it, though. I don't yeah. know why your happy Monday has got you all fired up. But I don't know. Switch to Mondays. Yeah, yeah podcast on Mondays from now on. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But anyway, it's, yeah. we did talk about it on the radio show this morning, which and, and this is what I keep, and I got to yesterday at church, was that pastors are not equipping us 
and it's a global world issue, but Globo homo globe. Well, no, I was just thinking it's a society culture around the world, but pastors are not equipping us to live in a post Christian America because that's exactly where we are. We're still operating like the majority of people in America, you know, at least if you, if you aren't, you know, fire, brimstone, whatever Christian, you at least respect Mm -hmm. and follow the traditional Christian rules of society. Okay, we are way past that. Mm -hmm. And our leaders in the church are acting like we're still in 19-whatever. And rather than charging the hill, they want us to retreat. They do. It's a retreatism. And and again, and it's like, look, man, there's babies being murdered. There's there's children being mutilated. Mm-hmm. Um, wickedness is is going everywhere, and and we're you know according to them, we shouldn't even say anything. We should just love on them and, and teach them about Jesus. And absolutely, we should. And I always say, and I always equate it to, let's say with gay people. Okay, any gay person I've ever met, I'm extremely respectful to one on one. Okay, this is a human per. This is a human being creating the image of God, okay, with dignity and deserves to be treated with respect. Doesn't matter what their choices are and all these other things. In a one-on-one setting, I'm not a court. I'm not like, it's, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna have a respectful conversation with you. But what happens is it turns into a movement, though. And the movement is this, this pride movement. We call it the rainbow jihad, okay, where it turns into this movement uh, that is absolutely wanting to kill and crush and destroy everything that we hold dear. And it hates us. And so, yeah, in an individual one-on-one setting, I'm not, I'm going, I mean, I'm going to be absolutely unbashful about the fact that I think that, hey, person that I respect that, that I, I have, you know, you have dignity and I'm going to treat you that way. You're in sin. And if you don't turn from that, you, you're going to wreak destruction on your life. Nice to see you. Like, and and, and I might not even bring it up, but the point is I'm not going to shirk back from that either and like pretend like I'm cool with it. Uh, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be ugly. But at no point can you just be like, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's okay," because it's not. Mm-hmm. What and again, and it's like you look at anything else. What if you meet someone who's a serial killer, and you're like, "Bro, I, you know, I used to serial kill back in college. It's not that big a deal." You know what I'm saying? Darling? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Why does the Why does that subject yeah. get a pass? And and it goes back to the thing that conservatives only conserve the last liberal victory. So. Mm-hmm things that that should not be tolerated have become kind of cool and commonplace and you don't want to be that Christian. Again, there are Christians that go crazy and like the independent fundamentalist Baptist jumping up and down on the pulpit, you're firing brimstone abomination, mm-hmm. right? That does happen too. And again, to some degree, I'm glad those people exist, but I don't know that that's necessarily the effective strategy either, but just not giving in, not compromising, not giving it, you know, that's what it is, not giving ground to the onslaught of the culture, just saying no. Mm-hmm. Just say no. Not with my kids, you don't. No, that's right. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to go to a commercial and we'll come back completely gathered. We're going to get Brian stable. some water and. Will we be stable? A fan. I don't know. I give it 30 seconds after lines, we get started. Yeah, the know. next one's pretty bad, too. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you'll want to stick around to find out how bad it is <laughs> after <laughs> this break. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Allison Sinclair with Alabama Unfiltered. A lot of people ask me, what can I do to actually make a difference in DC and in my state government? And one of the most effective things you can do is write an old school letter to your elected officials. It seems super simple, but a written through the mail letter gets their attention much more than an email or a phone call. I use the Quick Letter app from my phone to write letters and it makes it 
so easy to write all of my representatives in DC and in our state a real letter in a matter of minutes. And so Quick Letter automatically determines your representatives and their mailing addresses. You write or dictate a letter on your phone and tap the name of every representative you want to receive that letter. And Quick Letter handles the delivery address, the return address, the greeting, the closing, the signature, the printing, stuffing, stamping, and placing your letter in the U.S. mail. Your governor, attorney general, state legislators, your U.S. senators, and congressmen need to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. Actually, a brief, simple letter usually has the most impact. Send a quick letter today and every day. Go to quickletter.com, that's K-W-I-K, quickletter.com, or download the Quick Letter app today. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for watching the commercial and sticking around to the end. But I do want to go back to our sponsor. Jim Hicks at Quick Letter has done something really amazing with the Quick Letter app. You guys can go to your app store, download the Quick Letter app. It's K-W-I-K, letter, quick, letter, app. You can go on there and you can write your senator. You can write U.S. senator, state senator. You can write your representative, be it U.S. representatives or state representatives, governors, attorney generals, and everything else. You put in your address. It automatically feeds who your representatives are, but you can also write other representatives that may be doing something you think they need to hear your opinion on. It's paramount that our voices be heard. He has created an app that makes it extremely easy and convenient to go on, write out, or dictate with your phone what you want to say and press send, they print it, they mail it, and it lands on their desk and they read it and it makes a difference. I'm encouraging you guys to do that. We're in a legislative session, lots of things going on, um, potential, uh, potentially abortion. Thank God they haven't brought that up. Give credit where credit is due. Uh, they stayed, stayed away from trying to, to change our abortion laws, but make your voice heard on all of these different things that are going on, school choice, uh, what's going on with Scott Harris, and all, all kinds of stuff that's going on. Quick Letter is an opportunity for you to make your guys' voices heard on these very important issues. Um, download the app and start sending Quick Letters today. Do you think it's under Banjo or Speaker Ledbetter? Which one do I have? It's old Banjo and Air Main. <laughs> this is a good story. Old Banjo. It is real. I, I need somebody real good. to email me at allison.sinclair at 1819news.com and He's got tell an official me. email now. Yeah, I know. I feel so good. I do too. Yeah. It's have real you set great. It up? Yes, I did. So one of us, email us, where did Banjo get his name? Because it's been around, like he had it, um, somebody worked with him on the Tuberville campaign, and it was Banjo then. And I just, I'm so curious. I'd never heard of it until this Mike Kaysen story at AL.com. Don't give them a lot of credit, but I will give them credit because we give credit where credit is due. They wrote the story, uh, I think you guys talked about it on your behind the scenes a couple weeks ago. Um, where Ledbetter was out having dinner with a former Speaker of the House in Ohio with some electrical power company representative and supposedly, allegedly, what had happened was is that um, the power company offered to fund the Ohio Speaker of the House's campaign if he would make these legislative priorities his priorities and push those things through. Apparently he did that. Apparently he took the money and apparently he's going to prison now and apparently old Banjo was at the dinner. I think it was just the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm sure. I mean, he was in the picture. His phone timestamped him there, but they said it was wrong. Yeah. So either way, I mean, why would he be at that dinner with that going on? Maybe they had delicious cake. Look, no, I'm thinking steak. I'm it was a steak, steak house. Steak and cake. Steak and cake. That's the tradition in the Dawson family household on birthdays. We have steak and cake. Look at that. So I like it. 
I just that, invented it. I didn't know it was already yeah, a, thing. It's a thing. No, it's a thing. This it's is a really thing. a thing. But I would, I would join along just for cake. I mean, yeah. steak. So when she becomes a representative one day, power company, if you want to pay her off, little steak, little cake. Yep. And your yeah, legislative priorities will be taken care of. No, after the radio show, though, I've decided that I have zero political career. Like, I'll, they will never Yeah, no, we ruin office. it with every podcast and Done. every radio show. And Forget I'm kind of okay it. with that. Yeah. No, I, I have zero interest in it myself. Um, I'm a never say never guy, but leaning towards never. Unless so. the people just want us all three there. Hey, wouldn't that Boy. be a turn? Wow. The house demand. would be smoking the first day. Yeah. I just feel like that would be super boring and not what I want to do with my life. I'm having a yeah, lot more fun yeah. now. This is very fun. Yeah. But I appreciate those guys that are down there doing their public duty. The ones that are actually down there doing it, I really do appreciate. But it seems like, anyway. You think the new legislators are like, what did I do? What have I done? Yeah, after yes, the Connie after, Rowe shakedown. Yes, I was going to say. Because I feel like some of them are so sweet and well-intentioned, but I feel like they really didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah, but I'm I'm super grateful that Ernie Arborough is there and Ben Harrison mm -hmm. and these guys that are like, hey, man, you know, and again, Susan DuBose, there's just a bunch of people doing a lot of really good stuff. And what I'm trying to get them to understand is like, look, y'all, they're scared of you. They didn't bring Connie Rowe in there to freaking trash you guys and belittle you and tell you how stupid you are and how meaningless you are and how pointless you are and how great Ledbetter is. They didn't do that because they weren't scared of you, right? If you were, if you were insignificant, they wouldn't take the time to trash you and tell you that you're a cog in a wheel. And the sooner that you figure it out, the easier it'll be on you. If you just get along, you see what I'm saying? Like they don't do that because you're insignificant. And the, the sooner that those new legislators, 27 of them, I think it is, can get together and say, wait a second, like majority of them actually got elected on super conservative principles, mm -hmm. doing what their constituents want. They could actually really shake things up and be uh, a freshman caucus, if you will, a, a conservative caucus that our state has lacked um, and, and, and get some stuff done. But on the flip side of that, the exact opposite of that even, we have the Yellowhammer Connection brought to you by the Business Council of Alabama. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama. AARP. What are the other ones? The Porch Spire. Creek Indians. Porch Creek Indians. Inspire. I think Spire was, you know, that, that one's actually one you don't see typically all, all over the place. You really don't. I only, now look, I could be wrong, but it just, the logo looks. Yeah. That's Spire. That yeah. Uh, University of South Alabama. Which With Joe it, Bonner is the new president of. This is so Governor, Governor Joe Bonner. Yep, that sums it up. Yes, and okay. if you don't know what we mean, mean by Governor Joe Bonner, so we have our own Joe Biden with Kay Ivey, okay? She's out to lunch. Uh, and so everyone joked in the legislature, because um, it's a joke even in the legislature and in the Senate, that she's out to lunch, and that Joe Bonner, as the chief of staff for the governor, was the one that was running the state. And so he left. It was like, I got to get out of here. And he goes down to the University of South Alabama. He's <laughs> never been, I don't think, in any of that world, higher education world before. And now he's the dean or the president or the dean president or whatever down there. And he's doing that. And now the University of South Alabama is a proud sponsor of the Yellowhammer connection with Republican leadership. The illustrious sponsors, the illustrious Republican leadership, and the media outlet that does their bidding. <laughs> I mean, you just summed it up. It That's is. It. In, a nut like, in a nutshell, why 1819 was created in one picture. Literally, mm -hmm. this picture mm -hmm. right here, Yellowhammer Connection. So it, it, so I'll break it down. 
Shamed and shielded. You guys have heard me say this yep. a million times. I'm gonna the say media that. outlet of the media outlet problem in the state was shame shielded. Shamed, we're being shamed for our way of life by the left-leaning media outlet of record, which is AL.com. You know good dirty rednecks are trying to raise the clan again. You bitter clingers, bitterly clinging to your guns and your Bibles. If if a media outlet could be Greta Thunberg, it would be AL.com. How dare you? That's AL.com constantly. <laughs> Alabama's the fifth unhappiest state in the nation. Well, thanks for that, right? Like, what kind of freaking trash is coming out of them? That's them. They hate the state they live in, and they want you to hate it, too. If you would only accept Karl Marx into your heart and become a progressive like them, you also could be enlightened. That's why they're there, and they spend tons of money on that publication to do that. Meanwhile, you have these outlets that are supposed to be decidedly not AL.com, and while they might not be radical leftists telling us how stupid we are for what we believe, they're shielding us from the truth. How are they shielding us from the truth, Brian? I'll tell you. They are taking money from all the people who are causing problems in Montgomery. The most powerful lobbying interests in the state, the most powerful interests in the state, the biggest corporations in the state, we call them the big mules, okay, that are running the state that all of our legislators take cues from. That is who's sponsoring the Yellowhammer Connection. And you wonder why they're not doing investigative journalism. Hmm, perhaps the people that they would be investigating are paying their power bill. Maybe I shouldn't use the power bill there. But either way, <laughs> you get the point. And so this is why 1819 had to exist. The, the, the left has their outlet. The lobbyists have their outlet. But the people didn't have their outlet. Well, that was until we came along. And we are a media outlet for the people of Alabama because we didn't feel like there was one. Old banjo. It's so inbred. Yeah. It really is very deliverance. We're not talking about Ledbetter. I mean, I, no, know. I just meant the whole. Okay, sorry. the whole thing. No. Okay, you did banjo noise and then said sorry. inbred, and I'm well, like, I'm not saying that. Deliverance banjo. has banjos. So with uh, all of that, thank you. Save us, please. It's just Pretty not please. even a surprise yeah. that school choice is dead. Yeah. Shocker, everyone. So the shocker. press conference I'm going to tomorrow. Should I not even go? No, you, you should, should definitely go, go and it needs to be pushed. Your line is in the sand tomorrow. Shazam, this is what we're looking for, and now we're going to hold you accountable yep. until you do this because you said, and the next session, and the next section, and then, oh, look here. We have a campaign promise to run on, and you'll elect us. That would be so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But what happened to, to Will Ainsworth and Katie Britt and all the people? School choice. Well, what I think, and I don't, and, and again, if, if if people have come out publicly with their bully pulpit, if you will, with their bullhorn, be it Katie Britt, be it Will Ainsworth, if they came out and publicly supported it, and I know Will Ainsworth has actually been pushing it, he's also been pushing for reduced taxes, permanent tax break. He said it's time for permanent tax break. He probably went and talked to Ledbetter, and Ledbetter's like, we ain't going to get school choice, but we might do them tax breaks. <laughs> And then, and then Ainsworth said, "Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to go push. Uh, I'm going to go push the tax breaks. Now? Yeah, I don't know. His name, I've never met him. I don't the know. This is Brian. I just know that his name is Banjo, and so I went to where I thought that would be. But point being, if 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 that's how that happened, they say, look, we'll do a mini tax break this year. We'll go off of WIC, which is a 250 million dollar permanent tax break. We'll maybe move to SNAP, which is just SNAP. Oh, SNAP." <laughs> Snap, which would give us a $600 million permanent tax break. That's that's good. That's something that conservatives have been pushing for for a long time is grocery tax. It helps everything from, you know, poor people, Democrats, 
medium, middle, I mean, to everybody, like the whole continuum benefits from a grocery tax rebate, right? Or a, a grocery, grocery tax elimination. Everyone will feel that. Everyone in the state will feel that, right? So that being the case, there's two priorities, tax breaks, uh, school choice. Ledbetter says, uh, I'm willing to give you this. And so then they're going to go champion the thing that they can get. I don't know that there's anything wrong with that on their part. But to me, it's like, look, man, y'all, y'all are going to get your economic incentives y'all the big mules are going to get everything they want throw us a freaking bone get give give the people school choice that's what they said they wanted give them a grocery tax rebate the full 600 million just do it and then go do the bidding for your freaking big mules and whatever at least at least both people are winning because the the the, the party's broken down into the people and the big mules that is the republican party in alabama Meanwhile, like, so, okay, if they're going to get what they want, give some of these people what they want, and then we can actually have a party. But that that doesn't seem to be the way that they want to operate. Why in the world, like, if you had and made Alabama the best state ever with school choice, with lower tax bracket or rates, all those things, you wouldn't have to have economic incentives. You wouldn't have. And what they're doing is they'll pass this. It's like you said in the break. They'll pass this later on, further down the quadrennium, when they can campaign on it yeah. and be like, oh, we're conservative. We brought you school choice. In the first session, though, we're going to pass and placate all of our big business people that we pay just have bills. to, yeah, we, that pay our bills, that put money into our campaign. And then that way you'll forget about it because y'all are stupid people and you'll forget what we did and that we left you behind that first session. Yeah. It's so predictable. And then what's going to happen is maybe. Maybe the Senate will pass school choice, but then they'll blame it on the House. Oh, the House or the didn't House pass will it. Do it. And then the House it. will pass it next. Says, oh, but the Senate shut it down. It is such a predictable racket. But at least, at least, I'm just going to say it. It's kind of like when, um, who's the, is it McCarthy? Is that the speaker at the yeah. U.S. Mm-hmm. level? At least he play. at least he panders to conservatives. At least he acknowledges that yes. they exist. That's when do you settle for crumbs? I'm not settling for crumbs. The point I'm saying is like, look, though, what I'm claiming is progress. Last year, they, like school choice was like a Del Marsh has got a school cho- and it's dead. <laughs> and this year we actually get the words out. Yeah. School we, choice. We got we got and a whole month dead. of people talking about how great school, school choice, choice is and how much it was needed. Yes. You know, and so we're going to get school choice this session, but it's not going to be wham bam thank you ma'am school choice mm-hmm. it's not going to be the price act it's probably not going to well maybe it will be but based off of what Ledbetter's is saying yeah it's not going to be the price act they'll give us something we'll probably get a couple you know um what are they called not magnet schools charter schools that's where it's going and, where and fine, people can make least, money yeah somebody's making money off the charter school so there's a question but mark there charters but charter schools are better than nothing yeah and that's so true I'll give them that and that's so right. we're making progress and i'm just saying that Local Alabama, 1819 News, Alabama Policy Institute, Eagle Forum, these groups have a voice now that's being heard. They're working, it seems to be in lockstep unison for the most part, in pushing and putting pressure and doing research and and, and, and getting people to open their eyes and get involved in the process. And at the end of the day, the, they're responding. The people mm-hmm. in Montgomery are responding to it. But we're all going to be in re-education camp by the time they get around to school choice. I know, darn True. it. But we're going to have such a good time. You guys can be bunkies. We are. We're, we're going to have a great time. Brian can break us out from you his know, prison days. Yeah, Scott's going to be in the deep, dark part of the ass. prison. So you guys what to do with the uh, and, uh, plastic how we, okay, to good. Shiv. You know, um, I'll bake some treats for us. Wait, we'll and be like the two prisoners you brought in that, that they 
they got out of prison, broke out of prison with a spoon, and then went straight to IHOP. Yeah. It's us. This could be. Right there. That makes sense. That's what we're going to do. It's funny. Everyone I've ever seen or known that's escaped from prison, it's very much the same. This is a total um, criminal justice reform point. So people, all they ever focus on when they're in prison is getting out of prison, not what you're going to do when you get out of prison. And so recidivism is high because all they're focused on is getting, what do I got to do to get out? And then not, what am I going to do when I get out? And so it's funny, the people that escape from prison, it's the same thing. I'm going to get over that fence. And then they get over the fence and they're like, now what? You could have right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's very similarities there in prison escape and also getting out legitimately. Either way. So what do we do? Well, do we- so I want to talk about this. So this is because I just think it's funny. And we're on a funny show today. And so we're going to talk about funny. Okay. So he says, I think we're going to see school choice. We're going to see it expanded. I don't know where we'll go. (laughs) One thing we talked about earlier was being mindful of the budgeting process. You go full school choice. You're talking probably 700 million. We're talking about giving almost 1 billion back. We're talking about almost another half a billion dollars in incentives. So, I mean, that's 3 billion. I don't know if the math is right on that. but It's common core math, it doesn't by really. the way, everybody. huh? It, it doesn't really add up. Anyway, okay. took my shoes off to do the maths. It's like 2.2. <laughs> he just added another bit. Anyway, so yeah, of course. We'll see some of it in different categories. The ball is rolling. I don't think there's a question about that. Now, let's talk about the budgeting process. One thing we talked about early was being mindful of the budgeting process. Meanwhile, in the budgeting process... They're trying to spend $200,000 on a piece of art to go into a school or some education bureaucracy building. No, $200,000 so on a piece Brian, of art. What do you mean? It's the Department of Education's yeah. office in Montgomery. It's not even going in a school. It's Harrison's going so been reading the news. Dr. Eric Mackey can look, look at it. I, I mean, I got so fired up when I read that. And I gave a Me shout too. out to Senator Dan Roberts, who actually talked about it and brought it up and questioned it. Because my goodness, like... Is my hair messed up? Is that what no, you're looking at? Oh, no. okay. Just seeing I you mean, get all fired up. Yeah. Oh, let me chill out. No, I don't. Let me giggle. No, but it makes me so, so mad. And I'm like, they are so out of touch. Yeah. Really? Do you know what? I mean, Amy Beth and I are scrappy. We could do so much with $200,000. A lot. That would actually help our students. But no, we need to commission some fancy piece of artwork that Dr. Mackey and his cronies can look at every day. Ugh. Well, the other one, $25 million for the water park. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Montgomery Water Park, baby. I heard the water park is actually, is this the whitewater rafting park? I don't know what it is, but a bunch of people are going to get shot Let's there. Let's go on it's in opening Montgomery. day. Let's go. You guys Apparently, it's going to be very fun. No, Brian says we'll get shot. But I it's don't, in Montgomery. Go, I got guns. You got, go, go, no, to the, go to the fair I in Montgomery. Everyone's like, no, it'll be different this year. We're going to have more. Pop, 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 pop. People are dead everywhere. And they're like. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going back. The squirrel cages aren't that fun. I don't think it's like Alabama Adventure. I thought it was like whitewater rafting in Montgomery. Yeah, it's supposed to that be nice. Even make sense. I don't know. Who knows? Twenty five you know million. I, I just heard. Oh, it'll be so fun. I'm like, okay, y'all talk. I'm gonna Google this because I think we need to. Bring okay, it to the well, people. here's the other thing that I thought was hilarious about Craig's article. This is my favorite part. <laughs> my goal. My goal is this is to make Alabama's kids have the ability to have the best education they can have, regardless of what that is. And being at the bottom is not acceptable. And I think we're making strides not being at the bottom. And my primary goal as speaker is making sure when I leave this office that Alabama's education is in the top tier, or at least in the middle of the tier. Yeah, because we know we're not going to get in the top tier. I mean, mean, 
And what I, what I meant by top tier was middle and bottom of the middle and really last. What is that? So if we can go from 52nd to 51st, I'd call it a success. Settle for crumbs. Go yes. us. That's where we are. It's the theme. No sure. mo Disgusting. status quo. No mo status quo. I'm going to get a, a, a For sign. the love You don't of want the sign? The, Based on the look on your face, you don't want a sign. No, I'm no thinking I need, I need to make t-shirts. And then along with the Rams t-shirts. Yeah. Yes, lots of t-shirts. Honk, honk. So many t-shirts. Honk, honk is in production. Yeah. I love um, it. Okay, so I just looked it up. It's actually, this is kind of like the World Games. It is a whitewater rafting. A waste of money? Whitewater rafting oh, park World that games? went um, $25 million over budget. I mean, $40 million over budget. What? And so they spent an extra $15 million more than anticipated on materials. So now they need a government bailout. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have they gotten somewhere with this whitewater rafting park in Montgomery? We're but not. hold on, hold on. Banjo says... One thing we talked about earlier was being mindful of the budgeting process. Oh, thank you, Banjo. $25 million to the water park. Oh my I think that came from the Education Trust Fund. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I think it's supposed it's, to come it from... It makes my head hurt. Yeah. Is what it does. It's it's ridiculous. It's, hey, some... And now COVID happened, and I get it, and, like, construction materials went up. Allison and being reasonable. I'm She's trying. She's so reasonable. I'm, try, I'm trying, because I get... And, I mean, I, I get it. We had to build a garage steering, but you know what? If we couldn't afford the garage with the new prices, we wouldn't have built the garage. Allison, but that's such common sense. I'm Stop like talking like that. Is what is the last thing that ever came in on time and under budget? Uh, nothing that I know of. Ever. How about them prisons? It'll be about 600 million. And by that, we mean a billion. To Correct. build the exact same size as well. Oh, okay. man. Well, anyway. Yay, Alabama. We'll call that a wrap for the um, for the normal session. But for you guys who have joined the fight and become a member of the 1819 News family, membership start as little as $5 a month. Or you could join the 1819 Club at $18.19 a month. Suddenly sophisticated. Yes, very. For those of you who have done that, we've got an incredible behind-the-scenes segment coming. How do I know it's incredible? Because look at the way this podcast has gone. That's not your cup of tea. You probably don't want to give us $5 a month. Just throwing that out there. You can if you want. I mean, I'm not going to smack your hand. But if you've enjoyed this, you're probably the one that wants to give us $50 a month. But, you know, you and the Lord can work that out. So, as always, until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry. <laughs>